Hello, friends, and welcome to another exciting episode of Liquored Listings. This is your host, Big Earn McCracken, coming back at you today. And we have an awesome, awesome show. If you couldn't tell, that was a song from Kenny Loggins, the killer of the 80s theme songs from Top Gun to Caddyshack. And that one came from Caddyshack, my all-time favorite comedy of all time. But tonight, we're not going to be doing comedies. I've got a very, very special guest coming in to join us tonight. Welcome aboard, Lizzie. How are you tonight? I'm good. Happy to be here. Hi, everyone. And she is like the complete aficionado when it comes to... I'm going to call it more along the lines of like romantic comedies, but love... Love romantic comedies. Some are a little bit sillier than others on my list, as you can, I'm sure that some of you know uh, from me. Uh, where did you go in, in your directions on this tonight, Lizzie? Um, I think I went more with like the teen love stories, like the, the puppy love type of teen love stories for me. Yeah. It's kind of taking me back to my childhood a little bit. Oh, <laughs> the puppy love, the, the teenage angst. That was honestly one of the one of the most awkward but funnest times of my life in all honesty i had so much fun i had a wonderful girlfriend back then uh i remember i pulled have you ever heard the song never like the rain by clint black if i i'm so bad with names of songs but if i hear it i bet i have well it's it's all about the rain and like i never liked the rain till i walked through it with you and I'm such a, I'm a helpless romantic when it comes down to it. I yanked my car over that day it came on. And back then we only had CDs. So I yanked it over and I put it on repeat and just danced in the rain with her. So I, Oh my God, I love that. Yeah. Totally just melted my heart. <laughs> ah, see, I could have been, I could have been one of the heart, heart throbs in one of those teen movies that you had. Heck yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's going to be a really fun show. We both got our top five, and somehow, some way, guys, uh, not they didn't overlap, which I found pretty impressive. Uh, I know I've already seen her list. Uh, she her one of hers on there was on my teeter. It was right there, but all of hers are unbelievable, and she actually outdid me on these. So you're going to have to pay special attention to hers uh, because mine are mine are probably a little bit sillier than hers. Um, so I'm going to go ahead. We will jump right in if you want. Have you ever seen, uh, many Tom Cruise movies, Lizzie? Oh, I've seen a bunch of Tom Cruise movies. Yeah. Definitely one of my top actors. (laughs) So growing up in, in my adult life, I've basically been in the bar restaurant industry. So this movie right here named Cocktail has it all for me it has the flair bartending it has the love story it has the best buddy love complex with his buddy uh doug it's cocktails and dreams have you ever seen this one yes i have i'll get your great movie great love story 
Fantastic. I'm going to play a quick clip from it, and I want your reply about Cocktail right after the break. Please, please, come with me. Ah, that's Tom Cruise in Elizabeth's shoe right there. And when he finally, truly confesses his love, love over money for you. So what were your your, uh, thoughts on Cocktail? I thought it was like, it was just like a, a sort of, the movie takes you through like all of the challenges in life and the self-consciousness that, that, uh, from the different like economic classes, I guess you could say, like you could see he's self-conscious about not being successful. And here she is, this rich girl who's self-conscious about meeting someone that wouldn't care about her money. Right. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, you don't don't apologize. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, his pride almost got in the way because yeah. he, he didn't think he was good enough for her. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, that was a very poignant part of the movie for me. You know, you you know, I, I look at all these 70 year old women in Florida and wonder why I can't attain any of them. <laughs> no, I mean, it's their loss. Completely their loss. <laughs> right. Right. And another another part of that movie that I really loved was the uh, the the special relationship that he and Doug had, his uh, bartending co partner, and they had a really fun. And it brought the comedic side to it as well, like how they fed off each other. So I that that is my number five right there. I think Cocktail deserves its spot in the top five romantic comedies. What say you out there in listening land? I know you're gonna. You know, give me a little shit on that one, but I'll take it because I really love that movie. Lizzie, now the genius of the show. <laughs> no pressure, right? No pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all. What have we got for you coming in at your number five? Okay, this my number five, and I, I choose it for a couple of reasons, but it, for me, it's like this ultimate comeback story. Um, first of all, John Cusack is like the one of the go-to when you think about 80s rom-com movies i think so this movie for me number five is better off dead um it's basically it starts off with his girlfriend dumping him for the cooler uh better looking popular uh kid in school that has a better car and the whole movie he's depressed and trying to figure out a way how he can get her back and in the process he winds up finding someone better, uh, finding himself, defeating the quote-unquote villain of the new better-looking boyfriend, and um, he comes back 
better off, more popular, everyone loving him because of the, the new boyfriend's a douche anyway. <laughs> um, and for me, like, who doesn't want to come back after you've been wronged by an ex? Who doesn't want to come back with a better, in a better relationship, with a better life, with a better outlook, realizing, and, and then the ex trying to get back with you and being able to tell them no way. See, guys, this is why I have such elite people on my show. They can break it down and give us a better synopsis than I'm going to give you because <laughs> that's exactly what this is about. It is the true true comeback uh, of life right there because everybody knows how bad you feel when you are dumped for someone supposedly better. But who has the real right to tell you that? What do you say? Should I play a clip for them? Absolutely. This is the Camaro scene. And as she said, John Cusack was the epitome of the 80s rom-com. Here you go, guys. Enjoy. Uh, hello? Hello? Ah, bonjour. Monique, hi. Comment allez-vous? No, thanks. I already had breakfast. What are you doing in my car? What are you doing in my Camaro? Monique, what are you doing to my car? It's already screwed up as it is. Screwed up, eh? Yeah, very. You got my car running. Monique, I don't believe that you brought my car back from the dead. From the dead? Yeah. No, not entirely. Wait, can you put that back in? I mean, together? Where it goes? If I cannot, I am sure you would do it. Oh, no, no, I have great fear of tools. I once made a birdhouse and woodshop and the Fair Housing Committee condemned that I can't. I cannot do it with your middle name. Come, help me push this into the garage. Okay. And what I love about that scene is they even reference you're bringing it back from the dead, the Camaro, the car. What else? What else does this have, guys? This isn't just a girl movie, a chick flick. This has racing scenes. There's a couple racing scenes in there. This is a very, very top-tier selection. And you're bringing that, that in at number five. Wow. I'm in. And, of course, as with all 80s movies, it has that wonderful 80s music montage. <laughs> <laughs> Every 80s movies. If you, for you younger generation, you need to go back and watch a lot of these 80s movies. Everything has those perfect montage moments oh my god i love the i love the 80s and i mean i wasn't i mean i i was a teenager in the 90s not the 80s but i still almost favor the 80s generation of almost music and movies for some reason there's something i think it may be the soundtracks maybe that's exactly what it is I think so. I can't get enough of the 80s montages. Oh, yeah. yeah, They're telling us a story the whole time. You know, you get your your story, and then they encapsulate it with one of their musical montages somewhere in the movie at the same time. (laughs) Three minutes of, like, highlights. Okay, if you aren't really paying attention. Remember, there was no Netflix and chill or a phone that you could sit on and just play with and half watch a movie. Back then, you, you know... You're watching a movie, and they just summed it up for you in these little montages. So, great, great selection at number five. (laughs) That moves us on to our number four selections. In mine, the movie was impeccable. Honestly impeccable. 
However, it has the most iconic scene of all time from the 80s movies. And I think everybody that's ever watched 80s movies will know that Say Anything has the most iconic scene. Do you know which uh, scene that is, Lizzie? Yes, I do. The boombox scene, right? The, the boombox scene. I don't even have to. <laughs> that was that was not, you know, I didn't set her up for that, but everybody that's watched these types of movies knows it. Um, there's not a lot of dialogue. There's actually, I don't think there's any dialogue in this scene that I'm about to show you guys, but I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to dissect it a little bit afterwards because I have my thoughts on, on what it really means. Like this is uh, almost thought of now as like the ultimate romantic thing, but I'm going to explain a little bit more about it after the clip. Here we go. A quick uh, clip from the boombox scene. In your eyes, yes, <laughs> yes, is it? Isn't it? And see, what was so? This is another John Cusack movie for those of you that haven't seen it. And what I dissected from that is that he's kind of reserved at the same time. He's always in his own head. You know what I mean? Because he was always told that he wasn't. They weren't good enough for each other. See, he had already, they had already known how much they loved each other. They, they had already expressed that many times throughout the movie. But it was like, can they be together from all the outside forces telling them no? That's how I saw that scene. What say you? I think I agree with that. And I think it was also, uh, it just no, barely any dialogue, right? Like no dialogue in the scene, but such a powerful moment. Yeah, and not have any dialogue and then be able to express everything that you were saying right there with that song and him just standing out there vulnerable right putting himself out there just to show her that we are good enough in yeah. Mind. yeah and what lady doesn't love a man when he's showing his ultimate vulnerability I mean that's that was the 80s form of serenading you <laughs> <laughs> yes well, I mean <laughs> We used to do, uh, in my teenage years, this is before, see, geez, I'm dating myself right now. I'm telling people how old I am. Um, we used to do mixtapes. Did you ever have to do mixtapes or were you more of the yeah. CDs? Oh, you did? No, no. I, well, I was born, not to get too much detail, I was born in 84, but yes, I had made mixtapes off of the radio having to like quickly mm. press uh, pause and record. Yeah. At the same at the time. Same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that? You like we had ninety two moose was a station that we'd always have to call into to request our songs, and then we'd have to just sit there and listen and listen and listen, and time it when the song came on, 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that if that if that's not dedication to the to the woman or man that you were courting, I see courting, uh, courting. You know, you you young folk don't call it courting anymore, do you? <laughs> I don't think they do. I don't think they do. <laughs> but yeah, we'd have to, and we and you you have to do that so many times to get an official tape. You know, yeah, you, and then if you just if you just missed it and didn't time it right, it was like, oh no, now I have to wait all over again. Oh yeah, <laughs> the dedication, the mixtape was the ultimate gift you gave <laughs> your person. <laughs> so there it is, guys. I knew I would get one that was really this one is really good. This one just belongs on almost anybody's list. So there it is, my number four. Say anything. With John Cusack as the star. That leads us into Lizzie's number four, who's probably going to outdo me again. Where are you headed with number four? Say anything's a tough one. (laughs) But my number four, I have to go with my girl, Molly Ringwald. Um, One of my favorite, favorite movies of hers is Pretty in Pink. Um, It was, for me, it was, she's this girl from the wrong side of the tracks comes from a poor family and um single actually it's she's it's just her and her dad and here's this rich kid showing rich guy cute hunk uh of a guy uh showing interest in her and then they sort of have to go through the challenges of his rich friends not accepting her and her friends not accepting him and all of that noise kind of uh, gets them in between their relationship and he kind of takes a step back away from her um, which hurts her feelings big time because makes her feel like she's not good enough for him um, but in the end she comes back and she kind of shows all of those rich jerks that they didn't break her and she's still better than them and just in her in her little pinky it, it's better, she's better than all of them put together so, and then in the end, of course, uh, what's his name? I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his name. Blaine Blaine. and Andy get back (laughs) together in the ultimate ending kiss, which always melts my heart when I see that scene. (laughs) So, for me, it's one, it's it's the top, it's gotta be, it's one of those movies that has to be on the, uh, on the, on your list. Aside from her friend Ducky, who loves her, and he's like one of the cutest characters in the movies. So you've got that kid that has a crush on a girl that doesn't like him. Who does? Who didn't experience that all throughout high school, right? <laughs> we, I'm sure we all did. We all, <laughs> we all had the ultimate crush on someone that didn't reciprocate. Exactly. But that it just touches on like all those little key uh, awkward moments in high school. I feel like. Now was wasn't John Cryer in that from Two and a Half Men? If I remember correct. Yes. Yeah, he was. Yeah, it's okay. That's what. That's that's who it was. I was trying to like put everything together there. Yeah. So Andrew Dice Clay is even a small role in in the movie. And obviously Molly Ringwald as the legend. Let's play a quick uh, clip. This is like when she goes off and like just wants the truth. Let's play a quick, quick, uh, quick click. Now quick clip. I can't say that fifteen times fast. (laughs) Here you go, guys. The clip about telling the truth. Why haven't you called me? Oh, I got nailed for the stable thing. I guess the grooms knows it's against club rules. I called you three times and I left messages. Yeah? 
Well, I, I didn't get them. My family. They're very responsible about that stuff, you know? I waited for you this morning. Yeah, where? Parking lot. I saw you, and I thought that you saw me. No. What about prom, Blaine? Oh, Andy, I'm having a bad day. Can we talk later? No. What about prom? Why don't we just meet after school? No! What about prom? Andy, come on. Just say it. What? Just say it. I want to hear you say it. I want to hear you say it. I want to go ask somebody else another guy. You're a liar! You're a filthy fucking dog a liar! You have a guts to tell me the truth! Just say it! Tell me! What? Tell me! What do you want to hear? Just tell me! What? You're ashamed to be seen with me! You're ashamed to go out with me! You're afraid! You're terrified that your goddamn rich friends want to prove! Did she lay into him there and powerful? Good on her. Show that little dink what's going on. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. You tell him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand. I mean, there's so many cliches and so many clicks in the high school era, you know, when you're back then. But they had something. And he really, he ignored her and he made her feel worthless. And... I'm I'm thankful that such a strong female character can come through and really just let him have it in that movie. It's a really good representation for women's empowerment, in my opinion. Yes, exactly. That's why I love the scene at the at the end when she shows up to the prom, um, and she's almost second guessing going in, but then Ducky comes out of the gym and gives her the confidence that she needs to go in there and show them that. No, honey, you didn't break me. <laughs> <laughs> good on that. That was such a good, that was a really, really good one. It definitely, definitely up that same teenage alley. So you, you've you got something going on here. I see a pattern forming uh, with you here that, that you addressed earlier. But that was so good, so smart, and really, really relevant for the, for the topic I laid out in front of you. Which, which leads me to my number three when I kind of went off a little bit here. My number three is definitely more on the comedy side. But there is love in it. It's Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. And the two leads, Steve Martin, I forget the other guy's name because uh, I'm just that bad at remembering names. But, oh, I forget his name too. So, so it's such a good actor. But they're both con men, and what they're doing is they're trying to con women. But they both actually end up falling for the same woman that throughout all the cons, and it turns out that she's conning them the whole time. And but it's I mean it's comedy at its best. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and play the scene when there's a uh, one of the characters that Steve Martin's pl uh, plays one of his. Uh, con characters is Rupert, and this, and this, and and this Rupert. This is when he's first. This is when he's first introduced. Here we go from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I think I should warn you that Rupert is well uh, special. Hello. 
prick to desire your brother. No sudden moves. You've been banging on your pots again, haven't you? told you, if you keep on doing it, you won't have any pots left. <laughs> All right. Cuddly, cuddly. <laughs> oh, Ruth Frank. Ruth Frank. Don't. Ruth Frank. No. Not mother? <laughs> Fucking love it. I actually, I had to put myself on mute uh, during that clip because I started chuckling on the side. I'm like, I don't want anybody like hearing me laugh during the clip, but it's so stupid, so much fun. And there's the comedy and the love side to this and just an absolute genius performance from both of them. I, it, it had to rank, I because I my list... I, I can't be that lovey-dovey, right? This one was, <laughs> this one just touches me in so many like good places. There's a fondness to it. There's that buddy love connection too. And if you haven't seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, it is a must-watch for anybody that loves anything along those lines. What, Absolutely, a hundred percent agree with that. I actually had never seen the movie before. Uh, I we compared lists. And I watched it the other day, um, and I'm so upset with myself that I hadn't seen it sooner because I loved every bit of it. It was funny, um, intriguing, uh, just. I mean, it's and, yeah. and it was just perfect that in the end they both fall for someone that's just like them. Right. So, to me, that was perfection. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, the script was so good. It's so entertaining. Like just yeah. throughout the whole movie, you, there's no like lulls in that movie. I mean, exactly. you're watching and intently watching the whole time. It might be. I mean, Steve Martin has done many, many good movies, like The Jerk and stuff like that. But this is one of my favorites that he's ever done. So there you have it. My number three, which was Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Which I am sure is going to be surpassed by Lizzie's number three. So what say you in the number three department? I don't know that I can surpass Dirty Rotten Scoundrel, but <laughs> I'm going to continue on with my uh, teen movie uh, theme. And for me, my number three is Sixteen Candles. Again, I go back to Molly Ringwald. Um, this one's number three because, honestly... What makes the whole movie for me is that scene with her crush, Jake Ryan, showing up at the church with his red hot car, standing outside the church, waiting for her to come out. Um, and that scene just, it's almost like a knight in shining armor showing up to whisk you off 
and right off into the sunset. So that that scene makes the whole movie for me. But it's a really just cute, funny movie. Um, you've got the awkward freshmen, you've got the nerds, you've got your jocks, and you've got this teen girl who her family forgets that it's her 16th birthday, which for what girl growing up, the, the 16th, if your 16th birthday wasn't the most important birthday of your existence, I don't know what else mattered back then. <laughs> Was it? Every girl looked forward to that, and they forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered that. I do remember back in high school, like everyone, like all the girls, but sixteen was hugely important. But I just never understood it being on the male side. Only thing it meant for us was uh, driver's license for us. So I was like, oh, sweet, that's good. <laughs> but it's like the moment becoming going from like a girl to a young lady or almost young like woman. A woman, young yeah. Woman. So it's like a big deal. And then her family forgets it. So to have her seen, because she's a sophomore, I believe, in the, in the movie, and to have her senior crush actually, you know, come and, and show up at the church after her sister's debacle of a wedding and whisk her off and take get her a cake just for him and her to share. And that kiss right, you know, right with the cake, sitting on the table with the cake there with them is just epic. So it's one of those movies that is a must watch. Um, and it encompasses all of that teenage angst, like you said, that everyone goes through in high school. Do you remember the scene where on the school bus where uh, they're first like introduced with, and he basically asks her if he's turning her on? Yes, yes. I do, do remember that scene. Do funny, you, funny scene. Do you mind if I play that one as the 16 Absolutely. Candles? Let's, uh, let's lead into that. Little another Molly Ringwald. See, John Cusack and Molly Ringwald basically own the '80s when it came to these love movies. I would think. Yep, absolutely. Let's uh, listen to a little bit of Sixteen Candles" at number three. How's it going? How's what going? You know, things, life, whatnot. Life is not what not as none of your business. Hey, so you going to new faces dance tonight or? It's also none of your business. Are you inhibited about dancing in public? I mean, you don't have to dance. I mean, you can just stand there and me and my dudes and just be you. And... Sounds major. I mean, what's the story? I mean, you got a guy, or...? Yes, three big ones, and they less went blood. So quit bugging me, or I'll stick them all over your weenie ass. You know, I'm getting input here that I'm reading is relatively hostile. I mean, it's just... Go to hell. Very hostile. Come on, what's the problem here? I'm a boy, you're a girl. Is there anything wrong with me trying to put together some kind of relationship between us? Okay, okay. Now you have to go. Just ask me one question. Yes, you're a total fag. <laughs> it's not the question. Am I turning you on? <laughs> that wasn't the question. Am I turning you on? <laughs> so that was. This character is great in that movie. So awkward, right? <laughs> Poor. Oh, I feel bad for her. Like, oh, what is this? Yeah, what's this creep he like? Sexually harassed this poor thing on the school bus. <laughs> yeah, and this, the best part 
for me, the whole entire scene is the bus is entirely empty, but there's this, this one other girl in a neck brace <laughs> sitting there. Right, you don't know. That's actually John Cusack's sister. Right? <laughs> in real life? Yeah, in real life. That's Joan Cusack. Joan, that's Joan Cusack? Yes, <laughs> that is awesome. Little trivia there for me I had no idea about. But... Yeah, what a great, what a great uh, shout out there, 16 Candles. And I guess I've learned a little bit in my, in my years now that apparently the 16th birthday is the one you are finally, you are finally a woman. (laughs) Wow. Take that, take that. If there's anybody, no, there's nobody under under eighteen that listens to my podcast. <laughs> right, trying to teach them something, but no, I don't think I have any listeners that young in my podcast. But I don't think they'll go watch the movies either. <laughs> ah, well, they ought to. They ought to. They, they could. Should. They could learn a lot from us. Uh, us that were that were able to watch these movies. They could learn a lot from us and. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, and put that towards modern day relationships because I see it. Still relatable. Yeah, 100%. You still fall in love with that that high school jock or or nerd. I mean, nerds are now popular. And you know, as an adult, now you realize don't don't sleep on those nerds because they're the ones that end up with all the money in the end. Some words of wisdom, right? <laughs> the the jock is still in his hometown, fucking squealing out in the in the local CVS parking lot, being like, "Wow, fucking forty five years old, fucking still showing his testosterone," you know? <laughs> exactly. And the and the nerds got one point eight million in the bank, <laughs> and he wants to stay at home and love you. Words of wisdom, right there. Awesome. So we are down to our final two apiece. And this one, I told you, I go a little little off script sometimes. And my number two is a little fantasy element, a little little, uh, action, and lots and lots of love. It's Willow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love that movie. What an amazing choice. Thank you. Thank you. I, this is one I I had given her a list before we had done the show. And I switched this one out because I, well, I knew I was going to do it because I liked the surprise. But this movie right here is one of my all-time favorites. On the list, it only made number two. But when you incorporate all movies... This is right up there. Um, this had it all. It had the love between just Willow and his big heart for the baby, right? It had the love for his family that he wanted to get home to but had to do the right thing. Uh-huh. It had the love of Sorsha and Mad Mardigan. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And did you know that that's uh, Joanne Woodley and Val Kilmer – and they were actually married in real life after this movie. Really? I didn't know they were married. Yeah, they were married for like 15 years after this. They got married like a year after this movie. And yeah, they made it like 15 years 
And too bad it wasn't for life, but apparently Val's pretty hard to deal with. That's <laughs> that's that's what they say. I don't know. But it was the man's fault. It, no, well, I'm yeah. Kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Well, oh, totally kidding. <laughs> here's the one thing you will learn about men as well. Eventually, we we just own it. We're like, all right, it's our fault. All right, you know, <laughs> we just get better at we just get better at it. Be like, yeah, I yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Sorry, dear. <laughs> Sorry, honey. Well, you want you want me to reap resurface the deck what do you want me to do this weekend i'm sorry <laughs> but no um so this is one of my all-time favorite movies i'm gonna lead in with do you remember this scene when mad margan gets hit by the fairy dust yes. yeah yeah the the dust potion of love from the, the little sprites or whatever they were <laughs> I love they this are scene. hilarious in that movie. <laughs> yeah. And this this scene right here. So uh, Mad Mara get, gets hit over the nose with the love dust, love potion or whatever. The fairy dust that makes you love instant the next woman or man you see. And Sorsha and Mad Mardigan at the time were, were very against each other. So I guess without further ado, and this is one of the greatest, greatest love lines in movie history this i mean nailed it if i could if i could say these words to women i wouldn't be single right now so (laughs) (laughs) here we go the 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 love scene from willow Touch is worth a hundred thousand deaths. <laughs> On <laughs> death, death next to love is the trivial thing. Yes, you speak it, Mad Mardigan. Man, did he? I mean, that's some Rico Suave shit right there. This oh. guy. <laughs> And a boy, Mad Mardigan. That's my boy. Um, but yeah, so my thoughts on Willow are just that. It has everything in it for me. And there is that love that, that they sh- they had a natural attraction, though. It's, it's something that a lot of people can't deny. When they first saw each other, you could tell. Mad Mardigan, Sorsha, power couple. 
you just saw the chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. My my rom com kind of I had see sorry guys. I'm just not as good at the rom coms as some people, but this one you're still gonna go watch this. You got to. That's Willow coming in at my number two. Which brings us to the one that I nearly put on my list, but I'm a little out there at times. So we are going to turn it over to Lizzie for probably, I might have ranked this higher on her list. I don't know. But what is your number two? So, yes, you're right. A lot, this might be number one on, on most people's list, but it, I had to put it at number two because my number one is near and dear to my heart for many reasons. Um, but definitely I was torn. This really could have gone either way with this one. Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing is my number two because Patrick Swayze, anything with Patrick Swayze is just amazing. He was gorgeous back then, always loved him, and he really, for me, makes the entire movie. Um, it takes place in, first of all, it takes place in 1963, and for back in the 80s, I think it was still considered like a risque movie, because it had the sex scenes, it had um, the raunchy dancing, it touched on abortion, which was, for back then, it's still a uh, controversial topic now, but for back then, it was even more so. And uh, it just has excitement, um, romance, hot scenes, um, for any teen girl meeting some, uh, someone gorgeous on a summer vacation with your family. It was like always something that you dream about. And here in this movie, it's completely lived be before your eyes. And, um, it just, it, this is a movie that has to be on everyone's list. I don't care where it falls on your list, but for the 80s rom romantic movies, this is the one that's got to be on everyone's list. I like, to, um, that, I like to think that I was the Patrick Swayze in many a young girl's lives back in the day. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, I yeah. Believe it. That's, that's really something that I firmly believe. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> she's absolutely correct, though. This was uh, my, my ex's favorite movie of all time i have probably watched this movie upwards of 30 maybe 50 times um yeah well we had a we had a thing because every night we both like falling asleep to movies and so we alternate nights back back in the day and if we didn't have a choice like if we weren't really if we just knew we were going to sleep there's a comfortability of a, of a movie that you always watch so if we just knew we were going to go straight to sleep, Dirty Dancing would be hers, and I'd put on Happy Gilmore. And but it's Great movie. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was one of those ones you could fall asleep to. And but no, th this movie is is absolutely fantastic. I've tried to do the lift. Um, I haven't been that successful. You know what? You know what I'm talking about the lift win. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that real. list, that lift is epic. <laughs> that lift is epic, and if ever anyone can lift me off my feet like that, they've won me over. For yeah, forever, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and nobody puts baby in the corner. That's all I know. 
Um, That's it. That's all you need to know, and you know what movie you're referencing. That's it. Um, well, let's uh, let's play. Remember when they uh, almost like really broke down how they felt about each other? The passionate scene. I'm going to throw that one out there for the listeners to check it out. So here you go, guys. A little heartfelt love from Dirty Dancing. This is Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey. Oh, the, the way he saved her. I mean, I, I could never do anything like that. That was something. That, I mean, the reason people treat me like I'm nothing is because I'm nothing. That's not true. You, you're everything. You don't understand the way it is. I mean, for somebody like me, last month I'm, I'm eating juju bees to keep alive. This month, women are stuffing diamonds in my pockets. I'm balancing on shit, and as quick as that, I could be down there again. No, it, it's not the way it is. It doesn't have to be that way. I've never known anybody like you. You look at the world, and you think you can make it better. Somebody's lost, you find them. Somebody's bleeding, and yeah, you... Yeah, go get my daddy. That's really brave, like you said. I took a lot of guts to go to him. I mean... You are not scared of anything. I don't Me? Have... I'm scared of everything. I'm scared of what I saw. I'm scared of what I did, of who I am. And most of all, I'm scared of walking out of this room and never feeling the rest of my whole life the way I feel when I'm with you. She may never feel that way the way she feels with him. You heard it. Goosebumps. You heard Goosebumps it. All over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. It is really. Wow. Is that good? It really is. Jeez. And Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Rest in peace, you old bird. He was a. He was a hell of an actor. I really liked him. Remember? Do you remember uh, the song "She's Like the Wind"? Oh my God! I love that song. One of my all-time favorite songs. Perfect yeah. for the movie. Yeah, he sang it. Just mm-hmm. an unbelievable person that lived on this earth, and so, so many, talented. yeah, so many great movies. Dirty Dancing. That's, oh man, I'm, fuck. No, I'm not watching that at home by myself tonight, am I? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what I'm going to pull up on the TV tonight, but it may just be dirty dancing and, <laughs> and reflect that on my life. I don't know. That's a, uh, but it really is an unbelievable movie. You said it, you said it so well. Uh, it is about that. Yeah. You going on, there's the excitement of vacation. Then you meet like that guy and he's from the wrong sides of the track, but not his fault. He's just rough around the edges. Right, but such a good guy. Right, but just a good guy. Heart of gold guy, but just she's out of my league. You know what I mean? Like, sing it. Yeah, (laughs) there's only so far I can go with. You know, I don't want to. I don't. I wouldn't mind having a a big old sponsor on my podcast, but I don't really need to turn into a musician because of how beautiful my voice is when I sing. So, I'll I'll leave that to somebody else to go down that road. (laughs) <laughs> I think you've heard me sing "Wind Beneath My Wings." I'm pr- you pretty oh. you pr- Grammy award-winning performance, my thank, friend. Thank, Grammy award-winning. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Not many people can pull that one off. So no, <laughs> there you have it, guys. You give, you give Bed Mittler a run for her money. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my Lanta, that's funny. Um, 
Yeah, so that brings us to our number ones. And our, my number one is a featured film with the likes of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. And this is a story about a handyman that gets on a multi-billion, million-dollar boat. Uh, and the lady is just a downright bitch to him. And she falls overboard. That's right. That's the name of the movie. And she gets amnesia. Yes. Take advantage of it. Woo! Now we're talking. But in the end, she finds love in him, even after the fact that he tricked her. This is this is rom-com at its finest, in my opinion. Overboard is so good. You saw it, correct? Yes, I did. I loved it. I think I had only seen it once years ago. And, I mean, how can you beat uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn together? Just... Aren't great, they, great movie. Aren't they? They're married now, aren't they? Still to this I don't day. Know if they ever, I don't think they ever got officially got married, but they're still together. Right, right? they're still a couple. Yeah, <laughs> like, they are. how amazing is that? And this this movie really and to deal with. So, he, if you haven't seen it, Kurt Russell has like four or five boys, like <laughs> young boys, because his ex wife had passed away, and then the, he makes her. Because she wouldn't pay him for the work he did on their boat. And after she gets amnesia, he makes her pay off the debt, basically, from from working, you know, babysitting his kids and everything like that. But they end up falling in love. And, and they make a miniature golf course. I mean, what's better than that? Yeah. I mean, this, is, this has it all. I am so excited to announce that my number one rom-com of the 80s is Overboard. Here it is. Your little clip when they come, when she she's a patient at the hospital and he's basically claiming her as, as his <laughs> wife. Yes! Way to go, Kurt Russell. Here it is, guys. Overboard. Oh, man. 
I don't know you. Yes. <laughs> he ends up, well, he ends up uh, telling the doctors that she has like a strawberry-cheeked birthmark on her upper ass that he had seen when he was working on her boat because she was wearing a skimpy bikini. Awesome movie. Great choice. Yeah? You I think so. You approve? I approve. I approve. <laughs> the, kids melt my, the kids melted my heart when I watched that movie. And the fact that she goes back and misses them and, and even knowing the truth, it just melts, that movie melted my heart. Really good choice. Yeah, that and the kids were part of that in such a big part because the kids were such little brats to begin with. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're like, because they were almost in on it, you know, and they didn't, you know, as kids, they don't really understand the significance, but they really do become attached and she becomes attached to them. And so, so good all the way through. That's Big Earns, number one rom-com of all time from the 80s, which leads us in to the proper choice, I'm guessing, because, hey, I, I lose on, on a couple of these, guys. I do. I usually... I, I don't know. When I have Your guests, when, when I have guests on, they usually outdo me on some of these lists. But Lizzie, where are you at with your number one? Okay, my number one is, uh, I don't know if it would be on many people's lists, but for me, it is like one of my all-time favorite movies, and it just so happens to be a rom-com also. Um, the cast is just perfection, so my number one is The Princess Bride. I mean, you have Andre the Giant, you have Andre the Giant, you have um, Robin Wright Penn, Terry Eloise, Mandy Patinka, and just, I mean, Billy Crystal, so many fabulous, fabulous dynamic actors in the movie, and um, the movie just, it, it has a little bit of everything. It has love, comedy, action, betrayal, revenge, torture, and... It's just a fun-loving movie overall in the end. Um, and you have the, an epic villain in Prince Humperdinck. <laughs> Such a great <laughs> also, name. I know, right? And, and also the Six-Fingered Man. Um, so you have, uh, you just have such a dynamic cast and, and characters in the movie. And basically, it, the, the movie starts off with, it, with a grandfather um, coming to read a story to his grandson who was sick in bed, which is played by Fred Savage. For those of you that don't know the Wonder Years, that's the Wonder Years boy. Um, and and it's just also the love of a grandfather to his grandson is shown there too. So it's just it's just overall just a great movie. But you have um, uh, Buttercup and her her love Wesley that is the farm boy that's how it starts out and he he does anything she asks and every time she he asks her to do something he responds with as you wish and over time she realizes that's his way of telling her that uh he loves her so uh at some point in the movie he, he goes off to try and venture and make a better future for them and she believes that he dies and uh she's devastated and Years later, Prince Humperdinck comes in, and being the king, the prince, he can choose whoever he wants to marry. So he chooses Princess Buttercup uh, as as his bride. And Wesley comes back. She gets kidnapped actually by 
Andre the Giant and Inigo, well, that Fezzik. Fezzik is Andre the Giant's name and Inigo Montoya. Because um, they are being used as in a scheme to start a war between two kingdoms. And uh, her love, Wesley, comes back as the Dread Pirate Robert to save her. Um, so it's just overall a wonderful movie. So many funny scenes. Um, and and I just, I just, I love it. And the for me, the, the most, my favorite character is Inigo Montoya's character in the movie. Because of the love of a son to his father that he demonstrates in this role is just nothing, nothing better than that in the movie, actually, I think. Um, so, and his, his character is searching for revenge against the six-fingered man who killed his father. So, that's, uh, it's just overall, just so many different characters showing love for someone in different ways that, how can you not have this movie on your list in my mind? I mean, think about that, guys. I don't shut up very often, and I just shut up, and she just gave us the full rundown of how good this movie is, like, <laughs> completely. I mean, if you aren't excited to watch that, then you don't have a pulse right now. I don't know which <laughs> clip to play. I just I just looked up Buttercup and Wesley reunited, um, but I also have the Inigo. Montoya. See, that's what everybody knows. So, mm-hmm. which one would you like me to play? I could play either one. I've got the. You could play. You could play the Buttercup and uh, and Wesley reunited. Yeah, let's let's go along those because we're still on the rom com. Um, yeah. But everybody does remember you killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> you know. Interesting little facts after the clip. <laughs> oh yes, after the clip, guys, and here we go. Nigel Bob's is very big. And You're going to have to deal with a five-second commercial because I just looked this up, guys. <laughs> I know who you are. Your cruelty reveals everything. You're the Dread Pirate Roberts. Admit it. With pride. What can I do for you? You can die slowly, cut into a thousand pieces. Hardly complimentary, Marcus. Why lose your venom on me? You killed my love. It's possible. I kill a lot of people. Who was this love of yours? Another prince like this one? Ugly, rich, scabby? No. A farm boy. Poor. Poor and perfect. And I let the sea off your story. On the high seas, your ship attacked. The dread pirate Roberts never takes prisoners. I can't afford to make exceptions. I mean, once word leaks out that a pirate has gone soft, people begin to disobey you, and then it's nothing but work, work, work all the time. You mock my pain! Life is pain, Highness. Anyone who says differently is selling something. I remember this farm boy of yours, I think. This would be, what, five years ago? Does it bother you to hear? Nothing you can say will upset me. He died well. No bribe attempts or blubber. Somebody said, please. Please. It was the please that caught my memory. I asked him what was so important for him. Then he's 
spoke of a girl of surpassing beauty and faithfulness. I can only assume you met you. You should bless me for destroying the important man of Virginia. And what am I? Faithfulness, he talked of, madam. Your enduring faithfulness. Now tell me truly, when you found out he was gone, did you get engaged to your prince at the same hour, or did you wait a whole week out of respect for the dead? You mocked me once, never do it again! I died that day! She died that day. Yeah. Such a great choice coming in at our number one spot right there. Oh, I forget how much they were in love. Yes, just such a such a great movie. Such a great love story. And interesting little fact about the scene where uh, Inigo Montoya finally confronts his uh, the six-fingered man. Actually, the other day I found a TikTok that I shared uh I think actually yesterday did I share it with you? Yeah, I watched that. That was uh, brilliant. So uh, apparently Mandy Patinka was able to relate to that scene because his father had passed away and he used that scene to, his father had passed away from cancer and in that scene when he is asked by the six-fingered man, um, he tells him to, to to offer him anything to, to spare his life and um uh, the six-fingered man says, I'll give you anything, anything that you ask for. And he says, I want my father back, you son of a bitch. And uh, apparently that scene was him defeating, he, he took it as that scene, him defeating his father's cancer and avenging his father's death to cancer, which I never knew that. And that totally blew me away. It had me in tears and just made me love this movie that much more. Yeah, when you, when you sent me that yesterday i was like wow this just really amplifies that situation and that you know to to use that heart and harness that for your acting and and for him to actually reach out to the person that was hurting it it really just brought it up another level for me and i'm proud to say that our number one on both right now is the princess bride thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it guys another successful episode of liquored listings we get it right all the time we don't make mistakes if we do make mistakes you have my twitter account at gbay no oh, gbay no at see i'm so new to twitter <laughs> at jb O-A-N-C-H-E-79. I know I've gotten hate mail from you guys before, and I love it more. I get more hate than love, which is funny. Uh, but that's that's just a reflection of what people like to do these days. They're good trolls. Um, or you can get me on the Line app, Flung Dung, F-L-U-N-G-D-U-N-G. Lizzie, I can't... I No, I can't thank you enough for pulling through and making this probably my best episode so far and uh oh, thank you. yeah awesome job uh what else do you have to say before we uh put this episode to rest i just i had a great time thanks so much for having me on the episode i loved every part of it you are wonderful always make me laugh and i appreciate you so thanks for making me a part of your a little part of your podcast there's a little. And I hope everyone loved it. 
there's a little bow that you you can't see, uh, but no, you you honestly just absolutely nailed it tonight. Uh, there it is, guys. That's another episode of Liquor Listings, and I want to thank you all for tuning in. If you have the heart to reach over and hit that subscribe button, go ahead and do it. We always love the support. I love to make my sponsors happy. If you can sponsor me directly, go ahead and do it. $1.99, $4.99, $10.99. Up to you, doesn't really matter. It goes straight to the show. Other than that, don't drink and drive. Be nice, be happy, and keep on spreading the love. Share the shit out of this. I love you guys. Have a great night.